Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, this entire offseason, we said over and over again, the Patriots can be really good in 2021. But Bill Belichick, man, Connor, we said it. He has to nail free agency. He has to nail the draft. This defense is missing something. They're a step below elite. That offense needed a complete makeover. Oh, how about the two best tight ends on the market? How about two solid receivers to go along with Jacoby Myers? How about a second-year Cam Newton? How about Matthew Judon and Jalen Mills? How about Kyle Van Noy? How about drafting Barmore? Connor, the Patriots absolutely nailed, nailed this offseason. And that's why a Hall of Fame executive is saying that the Patriots rank among the best this season. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Street Brew, the official coffee of Dear Pats Nation. Visit streetbrew.ca. Street Brew's obsession with quality coffee has motivated them to develop unique custom blended and craft roasted line of superior coffees. Street Brew Coffee was developed a product for discerning coffee consumers. The sale of every bag of coffee and merchandise will provide funds that will directly impact the homeless. Get the official coffee of Dear Pats Nation by visiting www.streetbrew.ca. We're also brought to you by Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Stop overpaying for weights and gym memberships. Visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights on Instagram and get your weights today. Tell them that Dear Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% on every order. You can also check out the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Save 5% using the code RayRoute when you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients. Visit the RockyMountainBarber.com. Save 5% using that code RayRoute. And of course, everybody visit manscaped.com and save 20% plus free shipping when you use that code RayRout. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H to get your hands on the best male grooming products and save 20% plus free shipping using the code RayRoute. How do you spell that, Connor? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. When you visit manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. We have left a link to our generous sponsors and partners in the description, wherever and however you're listening or watching this show. Connor, how are you, man? 
I'm good. How are you? Living the dream. We had like Living more tech. We had real technical issues tonight. After blaming my torn oblique on technical issues the other night. I know. How's the oblique doing? Um, exactly the same as yesterday. But I think I'm oh, starting boy. to learn. I'm starting to learn how to live with it, though. All right, that's good, right? Yeah, and that's what I was. I was saying to my wife. I said I went from like, yeah, this is really bad to like, yeah, I've just kind of learned to live with it. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's. It is what it is. What do you want from me, right? Once we get older, it's what happens, right? Aches and pains. So we're going to talk about the Patriots being ranked as, you know, having one of the best off seasons. But before I do that, I actually, believe it or not, want to fast forward to next off season. Nice. We might as well start speculating and talking about 2022 now. Why not? Right? Sure. The 2020, I, I don't know why this occurred to me today, but the 2022 offseason is going to be kind of interesting, especially when it surrounds the Patriots secondary. We talked, you know, we've talked about how this Patriots defense is going to be absolutely elite. We want them to keep Stephon Gilmore. They got JC Jackson back. We know McCourty's here for a season. Well, next year, Jason McCourty's expected to retire, of course, or uh, Devin McCourty's expected yep. to retire. Of course, Jason signed with Tampa Bay today. We can talk, we'll talk a little bit more about all that on Patreon tonight. Um, but then JC Jackson and Stefan Gilmore are both also slated to be free agents next year. Right. Very, very complicated for the Patriots. Yeah. If, if you ask me. Okay. So there's nothing you can do about Devin McCourty. Well, unless he wants to play again, but he is a free agent. Right. I see him retiring. Yes. If you could only have one, do you want the youthfulness of jc jackson or do you want the experience and you know dpoy talent of stefan gilmore in 2022 uh by 2022 i'd have to go with uh jc jackson just because he's so much younger i think stefan gilmore is not that far away from retirement either I think he's what 31 32 right now. He I'm sure he has a couple more good years left in him, but by the time you're 34 35, you're you're ready to leave the NFL unless you're a quarterback or a kicker. So you're Okay, so if you had the choice and you could only pick one, you would take JC Jackson. Yep. Does it concern you that in his young career he hasn't shown that he can be a true number 1? I mean a little bit, but I I don't know what they're going to do because if they bring back JC, I mean, uh, Stefan Gilmore, I see him digressing eventually anyways. I don't think he has all that much time left. I think this is a great year for the Patriots to take advantage of him still being young enough to really contribute. But as he gets older, I think he's going to take a step back and JC Jackson can still improve. He can still be on the, the up trajectory. I don't think Stefan Gilmore is going to go up. If anything, I think he's going to eventually digress. Do you think JC's ever going to get to that point where he'll be a true number one, or is he just going to be like a Malcolm Butler ball hawk the rest of his career? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I think we'll see a lot more this season as well. Um, last year, obviously, he definitely played a lot better when Stefan Gilmore was out there, and he was able to be the number two. But we'll, we'll see. He's he's still very young. If the Patriots decided they wanted to keep both next season. And they got, say, J.C. Jackson at a reasonable price. I'm still sure they're going to pay big money for him, but a reasonable price. Yeah. Let's say Stephon Gilmore wanted like a five-year deal. 
Would you yeah. be com- would you be comfortable giving Gilmore a five year deal if they were able to keep both Jackson and Gilmore, or do you think you're paying five years for a couple of years and then he's going to trail off type of deal? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd be paying five years for like two years essentially because he's what? How old is he? 32? 31, 32? 31 or thirty two? Yeah. So for this season, and then at the end of the at the end of the year, if you tack on five more years, I mean, I can't imagine at 37. thirty seven. He'll be thirty one in September. 31 in September. So at the end of the year, then yeah, he'd be 36. By the end of that, it'd be tough, man. I can't see him playing at an elite level at 36. Yeah. And, and Belichick's usually one of those guys who will obviously, he'd rather let go of a guy a year too early than a year too late. Right. Exactly. So I can't see him agreeing to that long of a contract. I mean, maybe three years, four years at the most, maybe the last season, you know, he, he digresses a little bit more, but five years is a long time. Would you be comfortable saying that? Like, I'm trying to think of other examples and I can't, that Julian Edelman is one of the only guys Belichick has ever kept probably a year too late into his career. Can you think of anybody outside of Edelman? No, I, I, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really think about people, but it, I feel like if anything, yeah, he he would always move on right before or right as they were digressing. He definitely had a uh, knack for knowing when people were going to start to go down. Edelman's probably the only one where last season he, you know, the past year and a half, he really started to digress and they still had him on the team before he retired this year. But I can't think of anyone else really. Leadership? Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what it was, or I know that he's all he's always liked Edelman. I don't I know agree. if he had a soft spot for him or something, but first of all, I'm really excited that Chevy's here tonight. He's been Chevy. busy. We haven't seen him. Up, uh, but I up? I I think he actually makes a good point here. Bill did keep Will Fork probably way past after his prime. He wasn't the Vince Will Fork from two thousand four when they right. won the Super Bowl in twenty fourteen. Right, right. He was still he was still solid though, but yeah, he's he started to digress and then he obviously went to Houston after that, and he was all right for them, but he wasn't what he used to be. Yeah, solid. He was solid. Yeah, he was but solid. He, he wasn't the dominating Vince Wilfork anymore. Right. No, definitely not. You know, and they they still paid him in Houston, and that's when Bill Belichick lets people walk away. Wade is saying Rodney Harrison, Kevin Falk, Troy Brown, maybe. Ah. Uh, I mean, Kevin Falk was always just like a third down back. I I, I would have kept Kevin Falk all the way until his retirement. I mean, he was never the main guy, anyways. So I don't know. On, I don't know on Kevin Falk. Yeah. All right. Want to talk a little bit about this Patriots and well, basically, Gil Brent praised the moves that the Patriots have made so far. And the Hall of Fame NFL executive has ranked the Patriots among the teams having the best offseason. Could you, is there an argument that you could make to say the Patriots didn't have one of the, if not the best offseason this year? To say that they didn't? Yeah. Could you come up with an argument? Um, I'd, I'd have to try and be deliberately cynical and say, I don't know, they overspent. And Mac Jones, if they really wanted him that bad, they would have traded up to six and drafted him. And if, I, I don't know. I, I there's there's it's it's not like a real argument. I really can't think of anything to say that they had a bad draft or they had a bad off season. I think they've improved in every single facet of the game. 
I, I can't understand how anyone can twirl this into it being a negative and, and being sincere about it. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, yeah, I, I think it's crazy when people try to say that they didn't have a good off season, but let me tell you what this, uh, well, Jay Chima, who's the proud founder of a podcast and nobody's ever listened to. Nice. He said, the world is ending because Bella fraud. Oh, here we go. What a start this is. <laughs> is getting lazy with the draft. It was Rutgers, then UF. Now he's on the Bama UM train. Kraft needs to take drafting away because the Pats just took Jones. In brackets, he put AJ McCarron. Barmore, red flags. And McGrone tore an ACL and doesn't address wide receiver until the seventh round. Hashtag bum. And I just want to, <laughs> he followed up on that. I do want you to know too that when he said Bella fraud, it was hashtag Bella fraud, as if that's a common hashtag that people use. <laughs> it's he trending, right? Up, he followed up by saying, when you realize your quote genius head coach is just an average coach without Brady. You hope he hits on as many players as possible to help his sorry ass out of all seven rounds. Hashtag fire Bella fraud. Okay. So this guy is trying to be like WEI junior over here or something, huh? Yeah. You're on next caller. Yeah. Next caller. Yeah. Bella checks all Lewis. Uh, they drafted all horrible people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was, uh, that was something. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to, uh, the comments from Jay this Chima. man, Jay, Jay Chima. Jay Chima. Okay, he's, a, he's the he's the proud founder of a podcast. What's the name of this podcast? I forget, but the Twitter page has like 185 followers, and he has 87. So at least his podcast nice. gets a more a bigger following than he does. Nice, but um, yeah, I just I just read this shit, and it's just to me, this is just people crying for attention. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. They listen to the. Boston sports media on the radio all day and they want to emulate them. This is what it sounds like to me. And I think that's what it is. It's like, you can't come up with your own original idea. So you steal from the Boston media. Now yeah. you might turn around and say, Ray, you steal all of your content from Twitter and you'd be right. But that's, that's sort of our stick. We like to respond to people. It's why we get involved in the chat. It's why we, you know, Connor responds to all the comments. It's, it's a fan driven show and we like to see what other fans have to say, but, uh, I don't think I'm going to get hashtag fire Bella fraud going. I don't know if you want to try that Connor or not. Was there, a, was there a lot of things on there? Was that, it was that going as a big hashtag? It was like I, trending. I didn't click on it, but let me okay. ask you this. Okay. Is yep. Chima is he a, a troll? Yep. Okay, be a moron. Yep. See a douchebag. Yep. Or D all of the above. Wow. I think we have a winner. I think we have somebody who struck all of them. And I've been pretty, pretty, uh, I don't want to say good. Good's not the right word. Um, pretty experienced in this. I answer a lot of geography questions over on Patreon every night, A, B, C, or D. I'm very confident in this one. I'm going to say D. I would all ding, the above. Ding, I wish I had the little ding, ding bell. There we go. Wow, I got one. Uh boy, Beantown Breakdown. Bobby, what's up, buddy? You guys got to go check out his YouTube page, too. goes live all the time. Great YouTube nice. content creator. Thank you for being here, Bobby. Uh, don't underestimate how important Jules' voice was in that locker room. Bell kept him as a glue guy and locker room leader. His voice held weight. And I think, yeah, that's sort of what we were talking about with the leadership. Yep. To this day, 
I still think when things really broke down in 2017 inside the locker room, especially between Belichick and Brady, I still to this day say if Julian Edelman was there, he could have smoothed some of the waters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he makes a great point here. But I mean, uh, Julian Edelman's one of the most respected Patriots over the past decade. I mean, obviously, he was great friends with Tom Brady, but he was also great friends with Bill Belichick. I feel like he had the respect of the entire team, the entire locker room. That's a great point. I mean, Belichick definitely knew, I'm sure, that Julian Edelman's, you know, his mentorship, his voice in the locker room, just him being on the team as a whole meant a lot to uh, to the organization. So, yeah, I completely agree. So I do want to flag this comment because it goes right with the next tweet I want to look at. But our, our boy, the resident Jets fan, NYU New York Jets, Jets Florida. Okay. You know who had the best offseason, and I'm assuming he's saying the New York Jets made a you know had a made some big moves in free agency as well, made some big yeah. moves during the draft. Brings me to this tweet from WEEI, and it's actually a good one, Connor. Okay. And it's something I've been saying pre-draft, pre-free agency. Yep. But they said, buckle up. It's going to be the best AFC ever. AFC oh, yes. East ever. That's the, funny. I saw that today and I thought the same exact thing. I said, wow, they actually put something out there that I think is very true. Yeah, that actually makes a whole lot of sense, right? It does, yeah. I absolutely, I, I think it's absolutely f- going to be the best division in football. Not this year, not yep. this year, but in the next two, three, four years, as Josh Allen continues to continues to develop if we assume Tua is going to take a step if mac jones develops if zach wilson can develop right i think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic division i agree and if the if the the patriots say win the afc east in a year or so nobody is going to be able to say Oh, they just beat that soft AFC East. Right. Yeah, I mean, it obviously looks like the Bills are going to continue to be good for a long time. They have a great coach in McDermott, and obviously Josh Allen, they still have a good defense. Same thing, we're looking at Miami now. If two is good, they also have a great coach in Flores. They're going to be very good. The Jets went out. They signed the defensive coordinator from the 49ers. I forget his name. I think it's uh, it begins with an Sella. S. Sella, Salio, however you uh, pronounce it. I think they're going to be very good. Um, the Jets also did have a very good offseason. They had a great draft. So I think the Jets are going to take a big step forward. I think they're a couple years away, but – I think, you know, one to three years from now, this is going to be the best division in all football. And I think this year it's going to be very competitive and that's just going to be a sign of things to come. But yeah, this is, this is going to be a very difficult division very, very soon. Yeah, it is. And I, you know, to me, Buffalo is the favorite again this year, right? Um, I, you know, Miami and and the Patriots, it's all going to come down to Tua, honestly. But I, I, in my opinion, the Patriots have leapfrogged. Now they added, they, the Dolphins had a very good draft as well, and I and I think we have to acknowledge how, how good of a draft the Dolphins had. Uh, the Jets had a good draft. Are there question marks around Zach Wilson? Yes, but there's question marks around Mac Jones. So yeah. it's you know you kind of take all of that with a grain of salt, sort of way. Patriots defense makes up for some of the deficiencies that we may see on offense this year. And what I love about this team is outside a wide receiver. 
because I don't think it's deep. I think they have a good one, two, three punch in Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Myers when you combine them with the tight ends, but it's not deep after that. Right. Every other position on this team is deep. Even quarterback is deep. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a fun season. It really, really is. No, completely. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the AFC East being very good and very competitive. I think we're going to see a lot of good games. I think in a couple of years from now, it's going to be very common for the entire AFC East to be playing during the primetime spots. It's going to change. It's going to completely change to what it was 10 years ago where it was basically the Patriots just beat the crap out of these three laughingstock franchises. The Bills were always mediocre. Miami was usually not good. And the Jets, for the most part, since like 2010, 2011, have been terrible. So it's kind of just been the Patriots for almost a decade now. And it, things have changed. Did you see the Buffalo Bills Twitter today flexing their a- being AFC East champions? Did you see that? I did. Because Ugh. Arizona put up the play of, uh, I think it was Hopkins going over three of their their cornerbacks, the, you know, the Hale Murray, as they called it. And then they were like, oh, yeah, and they're flexing the AFC East. And I'm like, that's like the Colts putting up the AFC finals. That's exactly what I was just going to say. That was the that's That has Colts vibes written all over it, AFC finalists, which like, they also were. They made it to the AFC championship, which I think is a bigger accomplishment than winning the East. Do you own an AFC East Champions t-shirt? I don't think so, no. no. No, I don't. I don't really know anybody who does either because winning the AFC East for us has just been a thing. It you was just I mean? a I would mark that off as a guarantee every single season. And the funny part is people would think that you were like an arrogant Patriots fan, but between I'll say 2003 and 2019, I was dead serious. Like and it was not a silly thing to say every single season I would expect at bare minimum for them to win the AFC East and they would. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Listen there, the AFC East is going to be good. All four teams. I'm telling you right now, all four teams are going to be fantastic and I'm looking forward to watching it, but I want to go on now to a little bit more of uh, Mac Jones. If we could, we've talked about him a little bit. Not sure if you heard this Connor, but Bill Belichick wasn't in love with him. Really? I did not hear that. No, no. Um, he wasn't in love with him. If he wasn't, you know what he would have done? You know why I know he wasn't in love with him? He didn't move up and try and steal the third pick from the 49ers and draft them. Exactly. Wow. That's why I know my wife doesn't love me because she settled for me. She could have traded up. All right. Yeah. But she just sat and waited and I came around. So it's Fair enough. I stole that from Jerry Thornton. <laughs> he said after 27 years he's filing for divorce because he's discovered that she really doesn't love him <laughs> shout out to jerry thornton but did you know that the saints were going after him i did not know i did not hear that yeah michael lombardi said on his podcast the gm shuffle that sean payton loved jones so he actually loved him belichick didn't but he loved him yeah after the Saints weren't able to trade into the top 10 to land one of the top two cornerbacks on the board, Lombardi said the Saints tried to get ahead of the Patriots in order to draft Jones. So let me start number one. They loved Mac Jones so much that they tried trading up into the top 10 to get a cornerback. That's yeah. how much they love Mac Jones. <laughs> Makes sense, right? And... They couldn't get ahead of New England at 15. 
It wouldn't have cost it a whole lot to get past New England at 15. No, I mean, I think it was uh, the Eagles who moved up to 10, right? Uh, 10 or 11. 10 or 11, whatever it was. Well, Chicago, they, Chicago moved up to Chicago 11. Chicago moved to 11, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man, I, I'm just saying that I'm so tired of hearing this Bill Belichick wasn't in love with Mac Jones and Belichick felt the my favorite one is either A, he's lazy. He was so lazy he yeah. drafted the quarterback. <laughs> or B, Belichick was listening to the fans and succumbed to the pressure of the fans. After uh, 40 years in the business and 20 of those years being with the Patriots, the fans have worn him down and he just succumbed to the fans and 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 did what the fans wanted for once. Yeah, I, I just... <sighs> <laughs> the Eagles did move up, you're correct. They took Devontae Smith, right? Right, yeah. So there were a couple teams then because the Bears moved up right after him. So it's kind of a weak excuse to say that they they couldn't move up and get him if they wanted to. They could have moved up. You can always overpay, too, if you want to move up that bad. And if you're that set on somebody, then I would encourage somebody to overpay. Yeah, it says plot twist. Bill tried to look like he wasn't liking Mac Jones uh, at his pro day, told him to overthrow a ball so he could give a fake reaction so his stock can fall. If Bill don't want him, who does? Again, this is just another example of Bill Belichick playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. I remember that that video distinctly when he looks over to uh, Josh McDaniels after he makes an overthrow and they both just kind of shake their head. I mean, I'm sure that was uh, that's what they told Mac out in the parking lot. They said, "Hey, we're going to grab you at 15. Make sure you throw the ball. I'll have uh, Josh put it out on the burner account of us uh, looking pissed." I got a our boy Chevy. Double it up on Chevy comments tonight. But a very interesting comment, and I like your opinion on it. Mac Jones was selected in order to protect Josh McDaniels. That's where I stand with that. Protect them in what sense? Because, and this has been my opinion, not that they, I've never thought they drafted them to protect them. That's never occurred to me before. It's an interesting theory. But it's been my opinion, as you know, and I stood firm that Josh McDaniels has no idea what to do with Cam Newton. Right. That he had no idea what to do with Tim Tebow. That Matt, that Josh oh, McDaniel right, right. has had no success with any quarterback outside of Tom Brady. And a lot of people are on the same page as me there saying that. And I, you were on the same page as me that Josh McDaniels did not know how to use Cam Newton. And he never, he actually got worse as the season went on. He didn't make adjustments and get better as the season went on. So Chevy's. Right. Chevy's so he's, he's saying. Is, that he doesn't yes. he doesn't want to do a mobile quarterback, so he's getting a pocket pocket passer instead because he doesn't know how to figure out how to make the correct plays for a, a mobile QB. Well, he's got a hundred plays already made. He's got Tom Brady back. Right. right? He's not gonna be Tom Brady, guys. Relax. I'm not sitting here saying Mac Jones is Tom Brady. I'm not making that comparison, but from a, a play style. Yeah. Sort of yep. He's a little a bit lot more, easier. A little bit more mobile than than Brady. But you're not going to see Mac Jones go on a lot of design quarterback runs. So I think that's what Chevy's. So what's your thoughts on that? 
No, I completely agree now that I, I kind of realize what he's saying here is that he obviously has struggled when it comes to mobile quarterbacks. He had Tim Tebow. He had he now has Cam Newton had him last year. He hasn't exactly uh, thrived with the mobile quarterbacks. Obviously, he did very well when he had Tom Brady. Um, I mean, how much of it was Tom Brady? Probably a good amount, but still, that is like what you're saying. He has 100 plays ready to go if he's going to use a guy who's going to sit in the pocket. If he has to go into a more mobile thing, he basically has to throw that playbook away. We saw what he did last year. He basically tried to have Cam Newton play the same offense that he had from 2019, and it was terrible. So... I I hear you, man. I, I agree. I don't know if that's totally why they went out there and drafted Mac Jones. I'm sure there was a lot of stuff into it. He was available at 15. I'm sure Bill Belichick kind of likes him. So that's probably part of it. But yeah, that it makes it a lot easier on him. His job's going to be a lot easier than if they drafted somebody who was similar to Cam Newton and he was going to have to kind of rewrite the playbook, definitely. So you and I yesterday uh, had a, a great moment on patreon where i was actually able to change your mind about something that's true so i want to read you this and then we'll talk about it. it says other than trevor lawrence and maybe zach wilson's experts have stressed that mac jones is the only other quarterback in this year's draft class who'd be capable of taking over starting duties as a rookie while that may be very well the case there's no reason for the patriots to trust him in that role right away now, when we started our conversation yesterday, and I think I did put a little bit of that conversation on YouTube this morning, not the whole conversation though, but when we did start yesterday, you were like, no, this team is too stacked and what they did to this roster. If Cam is faltering week three, week four, week five, you got to, you know, he's got to, he's got to play. Right. By the end, I convinced you that Mac Jones should sit this entire season. Yeah. So do you now agree with there's no reason for the Patriots to thrust him into the starting role right away? Yeah, I mean, I still hate saying it because I always want them to try and win the Super Bowl every year, and I want them to to do whatever it is that they can. But if they're looking at it and they're saying, hey, even say they do move away from Cam Newton because he's really struggling, they go with Mac Jones – they make the playoffs and they lose in the first round. I mean, it doesn't really matter, especially if that's going to make them digress for the next three to five years. I mean, if they're just going to go whatever nine and eight and not make the playoffs this year with Cam Newton, with Mac Jones staying on the bench and him getting very well prepared for 2022, it's much more worth it than if they're going to go 10 and seven for the next eight seasons. Yeah. And I mean, we're also, we're talking worst case scenario with Cam Newton. Right. right like we're talking yeah. to, you're we're not sitting here saying Cam Newton's gonna suck and the team's gonna suck. We're just worst case scenario. Yeah. This is what we're talking right here. Now I floated this out to you. And uh where are my entertainers? We're right here, by the way. So um, how you doing? says Mac will be behind Stidham. And I have said that over and over again that if they got to a point that Cam Newton is no longer the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, I believe we could see. Jared Stidham is the starter and not Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see Jared Stidham's got to make the team first. We'll see. They'll probably carry three quarterbacks, but we'll see. I, I, I don't know on, I don't know on that one. 
I'd prefer them to play uh, Mac Jones in that sense. So Jay says, I'm saying Cam and the Patriots are going to suck. Ace. <laughs> All right, then. You are, you've honestly have Summers beat. He's just saying Cam's going to suck. <laughs> Jeez, that's a... Uh, all right, what's 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 the record prediction then there then, buddy? Uh, Jay, what's your record prediction this year? Let's hear it. Uh, boy, Charlie says Mac will push Cam to play good. Mac will take over in a year. So kind of on the same page as what we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't doubt that at all. I I think that Cam Newton obviously knows he's on a one year contract. Mac Jones is waiting in the wings. Um, he's gonna need to to play excellent. I said it before. I think if Cam has a bad season. This is his last season in the NFL. He already had a bad year last year. He's had injuries. He's getting older. If he's to have another very poor season, I don't think he gets another starting job in the NFL. <laughs> For those of you on the podcast, Jay is predicting the Patriots are going to go 5-12 this season. Connor is laughing hysterically. Yeah, I want him to message me so we can make a bet. I think he follows he follows me on Twitter for sure. All right. So Jay, I'm gonna I, take the I'm gonna take the over in that when I have the Patriots getting at least six wins. I know I'm a homer and all, but Chris Somers says I would start Mac and let Summers. Cam sit. I don't know if that shocks <laughs> you. Look at Manning and Aikman. Well, if Cam starts and sucks, uh, they'll tie the record uh, from this year. I guess I guess he means if Cam sucks, they'll go seven. Well, they can't tie. They As can't say not anymore. They can't go seven and nine this year. The so seven game, seven and ten, seven and ten. Wow, he's saying they're going to digress a little bit. Ooh, ooh, Connor. shout out to shout out to uh, Chris Summers though. McChicken says, if the Pats go five and twelve, I'm going to burn down the dealership. Connor works at. Eh, maybe they will go five and twelve. I need a break. <laughs> shout out to Joe for the super chat and shout out to Joe for, for doing this. 110 people watching only 32 likes. Wow. You know, I'm just not somebody every time Lawrence is on Joe. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Every time Lawrence is on, he's like, Hey guys, make sure you hit that like button. Only 54 likes, 108 people watching. I'm like, I'm like, I hate asking people to hit like, I'm like, if you like it, you'll press like, if you don't, you won't, yeah. you know, like it's, I actually never know how many likes we usually get, so I don't know how many is a lot and how many is not. I, I do look at the likes. There's a lot of other analytics that I look at as well. I yeah. know that our average watch time is 17 minutes, which is astronomical for our channel. That is astronomical, was, yeah. It used to be eight minutes before, and we're now, uh, for this show, our other shows yeah. are, are way down. They're like in the anywhere between five to eight minutes, um, but the, the, the nine o'clock, sound like, Dear Pats Nation podcast is is 17 minutes and 23 seconds is our average views. Wow. Good for us. Yeah, it's a good number. It's a good number. Uh, William, thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you, sir. Cam 2020 equals Brady 2019. Median fans say done. Between that, Mac Jones, his football career being on the line, and the fact that they're playing the Bucks and Panthers is all the motivation needed. Enjoy the ride. I like that ending right there. Everyone take notes on that one. Enjoy the ride because it's going to be a ride this season. I'll tell you that much. I think it's going to be a very, very fun and interesting year. I'm excited about it. I haven't been this excited about the Patriots in a while. 
just because they are, it's clear that Bill Belichick's going for it. We gone back and forth like three, four months ago. It's funny. We were like, oh, well, the Patriots going to go for it this year. Are they going to try and win? Is Belichick going to build for the future? Like what's going to happen? And then three days after free agency started, we knew this guy sure as hell is trying to win this season. So it, I agree. Enjoy the ride and everything you said about Cam Newton. Yes. He knows that his season's on the line. He knows Mac Jones is waiting in the wings. He knows he's playing the former, you know, Patriots all-time superstar. He's playing his former team that caught him and let him go. It's going to be a fun year. And if saying Cam's going to be balling out like the Florida game and better. Shout out to him. One of our, our probably most, in, one of our more engaged Twitter followers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Thank Inst- you, sir. Instagram he, as well. Hopefully he, ball, hopefully he balls out, man. I hope so. So obviously, still a mixed bag on on Cam Newton. That's what what people do, uh, guys. Yeah. We need to take a quick break. Uh, on our way back, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Logan Paul, Jake Paul, and Floyd Mayweather. I've got a lot to say about that. And uh, uh, Justin Ramos seems to be the new Mo Channel, and I'm going to float his crazy ass theory. And Connor followed up with his sources today. We'll talk about that. But first, we need to take a quick little break here on this Thursday night. Hear from our sponsors over at Manscaped.com. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Fellas, when was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Now, let me tell you, taking care of my nether regions and making sure I'm getting a close shave always makes me nervous when you are not using the right products, especially when you're trying to use products designed for your face. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped and engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents. And that is thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped obsesses over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They also use the best ingredients in all of their formulations. And guys, when I tell you that trimming the bushes makes the tree stand taller, that's a little bit of an understatement. And guys, this is premium. And I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take that longer shave. And one of the coolest features that you have on this device, it illuminates areas for a closer shave and a more precise trimming. And they've also upgraded the motor to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And don't forget about the charging stand. Guys, I do it. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock and it is powered by USB. And if you are listening right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RAYROUTE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RAYROUTE. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Trim your junk with Manscaped. 
And we're back. And we appreciate our sponsors over at Manscaped that help keep yes, the lights sir. on over here at Deer Pats Nation. And thank you to everybody who is listening to the podcast. Um, some of you may have noticed this week, some of you may not have, that we've changed our schedule on the podcast portion of things. And we're only uploading on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Five days a week was not helping the analytics. Uh, and I saw that Tuesday and Thursdays were our very highly downloaded episodes Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, not so much. So you are listening on the podcast today. It's not just a YouTube stream. Now, nice. I do want to get into this, but uh, a boy Joe says, when Donnie guest stars, he holds the views. And he's obviously talking about Donnie O'Donnell. Oh, okay. Donnie O'Donnell. Yeah, boy. Donnie. Donnie. Thank so you, listen, Joe. Listen, guys. Jake and Logan Paul have fought... Other YouTubers. Wait, did they both fight? Yes. Oh, okay. They have fought other YouTubers. They have fought a basketball player that fights with his face. <laughs> they have also fought fat, out of shape MMA wrestlers. Who are getting a payday. Jake and Logan Paul are to professional boxing what Connor and I are to professional broadcasting. 100%. 44-year-old Floyd Mayweather is going to fuck Logan's shit up. And I hope to everything that he gives Jake a fight to. Now, I'm going to pop this up because this is concerning for me. Yeah. I am so concerned this is going to look like the Tyson fight from a couple weeks ago, an exhibition where nobody's trying to knock the other guy out. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that at all. And I don't really even watch this stuff, but I, I want to see Floyd Mayweather be, bang this kid out. Floyd Mayweather is worth like a billion dollars. Yeah, literally. Like he's a legit billionaire. Right. He didn't need to have this fight. He's 43 years old. Right. 44 years old he's one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world and i'm going to tell you why the logan brothers irritate me because i am i am a boxing fan and i think about muhammad ali and mike tyson and sugar ray leonard and klitschko and the brothers you know lewis holyfield foreman the other Lewis here in Canada, George Chavallo made Muhammad Ali cough blood for two weeks. Nice. They had two heavyweight bouts and Muhammad Ali said nobody ever hit him harder than George Chavallo. Really? And now the Paul brothers. He never faced the Paul brothers then. Are now making a mockery of professional boxing. Yeah. And it just, it fucking irritates me. And I want Mayweather to drop this kid, not go to decision. Because that's a Mayweather fight. One of the best defensive boxers in the world. Right. He knocked out Conor McGregor, but he had him on the ropes. I wouldn't call it a. I, I, yeah, I, and that was in like the 10th round. Yeah, Conor McGregor shocked me. 
of yeah. how well, well he held up and how well right. he felt. that actually turned into a pretty good fight. Connor yeah, got actually tired. Was. Yeah, he did. He got tired. He started, he, he punched himself out too much. And yeah, it, it's, but I was, I was impressed with Connor McGregor. I, I really did. I thought he was going to come out stupid. Yeah, I really did, but he came out well. He fought well. I thought that I was thought a, that was well. a that was actually a real fight. That's what I'm saying. Like in the, in this one, I hope it's not one of those stupid exhibition things where they both just kind of like punch each other, like it's a fake fight, and then afterwards they both shake hands and walk away with millions and millions of dollars. Conor McGregor and and Floyd Mayweather, that was a serious fight. Yeah. So I hope it's not an exhibition. I want to see one of these brothers fight Canelo. Yeah. Or like Tyson Fury. Or somebody like like one of those heavy punches. <laughs> right? I mean, Canelo, people will argue is is the best pound for pound fighter that he's better yeah. than Floyd. I just say Floyd beat him, so I can't put him above Floyd. But he's right on. He's probably number two underneath Floyd. Right. Chevy makes a great point here. Three. Uh, this is a trio for Chevy tonight in comments. Yeah, and he's saying it perfect. Mayweather never wins via knockout. He lets his opponent beat themselves. Therefore, this fight is going to go past two rounds. Yeah, Mayweather's not a knockout fighter. Right. Mayweather's one of the best defensive fighters in the world. He's going to make you punch yourself stupid. And that's that's what happened with Conor McGregor. He just let him punch. And, and McGregor threw a lot of punches. And he just let him punch himself out. Took his opportunity. And I don't think he actually hurt Conor McGregor. When you watch that fight. I think Conor McGregor was just so exhausted when the punches started coming. He just, he didn't have the legs right. to yeah. do it. Right. That's part of it too. I mean, he wasn't used to going that type of uh 10 rounds. That's a long time. Whatever happened to Butterbean? Do you remember Butterbean? Uh, who's Butterbean? He was a sort of a oh, big, big fat, fat guy, big ball fat guy yeah. or the American trunks. He was just like a three round knockout fighter. Who is the the guy who just fought recently? He's been on Joe Rogan a few times. He's a Mexican guy, I think. He's a heavier guy. He lost weight this time, but he's like a champion. I forget what his name is. He's he's been on Rogan. Yeah, the guy. He, well, the guy the guy who lost to AJ. It was it Ruiz? was Ruiz. Ruiz, yes, Ruiz. Ruiz yeah. yeah, I mean his his not his last fight, but like a year ago, he was completely like. Not in boxing type shape. Well, he fought Anthony Joshua, who is fantastic. Who's a fantastic right. fighter, and he knocked him out. Well, he no, but basically uh, they had to stop the fight. And Anthony Joshua was undefeated. He was a champion at the time. Yeah, was that like a year ago? Yeah, and he caught him with a he caught him with a well. The, the rematch was about a year ago. It was right yep. before New Year's in 2019. Right, but uh, yeah, they he nailed him. And he was kind of out. And then after that, uh, they had a rematch, and Anthony Joshua came and actually actually boxed, which on the, in the rematch, which was phenomenal because Anthony Joshua was a knockout guy, like he was just a pure knockout guy, and he actually came back and, and boxed Ruiz. But we're finally getting the fight that I think everybody has wanted forever, and it's Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. That and then obviously uh, Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Oh my God! <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to to the to that fight. When is that fight? That's coming up. 
soon, I believe, is it not? Which one? Well, the Mayweather fight's June 6th. Oh, that's very soon, then. That's a month from today. What's that? That's a month from today. Today's yeah. May 6th. Yeah, yeah. So it's a month. Yeah, because they had their, their face-to-face today or whatever. Yeah. Which is like the first little bit of of press that they start doing, right? Yep. He straight up stole his hat, man, fifth grade style. Oh, uh, well, that was Jake, though. That wasn't Logan. Oh, okay, okay. August 7th in Saudi Arabia, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. I can't wait for that nice. fight. Nice. Nice. That would be awesome. Uh, Ruiz uh, let me down uh, in the rematch against Joshua. He didn't take the fight seriously in terms of condition. No, he came in like 15 pounds heavier. That's the yep. big guy you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. He actually reminds me of Buster Douglas. That's what they kept re- they kept referring to him as. Buster Douglas was... Uh, Buster Douglas beat Tyson, right? He was the first one to knock out Tyson. And then he became the champion and he like gained 15 pounds of fat and got right. knocked out <laughs> his next fight. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm waiting. August 7th is going to be a big, big fight. That's definitely one that I'm going to be ordering uh, because it's it's a, it's the fight that we've all been waiting for. And then after that, there, there's a couple of fights that a bunch of us have been waiting for. But Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua is going to be a great fight. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I can't wait for that. A lot of lot of big things happening in the sports world coming up, man. Yeah. See, I'm not the biggest MMA fan. Yeah, I don't I watch, watch it too closely either. I watch some of the fights. You know, there's there's like big big ticket fights. I will watch. Love boxing though. Like I I never miss a Canelo fight. I never miss like a Triple G fight. I never miss a Joshua fight. Like I just, I never miss a Mayweather. I'm a, I'm a big, big boxing fan, and I have the zone here in Canada. I don't know if you guys get it in the states, but we've got the zone in Canada. Yes, I think I do. You do, but it's different. It's on like FX, like Sports Two or uh, Fox Sports Two or something. Okay, so the zone here is a streaming network and yep. like that's where i get like sunday and i pay 20 bucks a month and i get sunday ticket bellator mma i get all like uh oh, boxing yeah. uh i get the premier league soccer that kind of thing yep but uh yeah so it's uh and uh so i, I watch all those fights man like i'm still i know that people are i know that people don't or they think it won't happen, but I want to see like triple G and Canelo again, you know, like that, that's something I want. So it's, yeah, there's a lot of good fights coming up. Uh, you got Canelo Canelo's. When is Canelo fighting? Canelo is soon, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's fighting. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure. He, yeah, no, he's fighting very, very soon. He is fighting on this weekend. I knew oh, it was very soon. Very, very soon. Yeah. Um, Two days. Yeah, the 8th. That's Saturday, right? It's Saturday, yep. He's fighting Saunders. It's it's going to be, I think, in my opinion, this is going to be his biggest challenge since he fought Triple G last, where I think that Triple G won the fight, not Canelo, but they they – whatever you know it is what it is yeah i still think canelo is gonna win like alvarez is just he's just he's too good you know what i mean like he's just he's too good 
and and but Saunders away. It's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a good fight. He has uh, Canelo's had some easy opponents the last couple of fights, so it'll it'll be interesting. I got one here. Uh, who would win if Connor and Ray put on the gloves and went at it? Maybe Lawrence can call the fight uh, in between Indy Express games. We got to start the training. So I bo- I boxed in high school. Nice. Did you box? I did not. No. So I'm gonna give myself the leg up if we went right now. Uh, I think for, we're I think we're in different weight classes a little bit. I say for two reasons because I'm 150 pounds heavier than Connor. Yep. And and I have boxing experience, so I'm gonna give it to myself right now. If if and if you're okay with that, Connor. I, I think that would make sense. I think uh, Lawrence might throw make the dive and throw it for me though. Ross says UFC uh, and you know boxing. Hey man, listen, both my kids uh, train in mixed martial arts. Nice. My yeah, they're both they go to a gym called the uh, Warrior Mixed Martial Arts. The owner of it is named Terry Riggs. He trained and managed um uh what's his name? Is Carlos Newton? Is that his name? He was UFC champion. When you go there, the tight the the titles on there, they have multiple nice. I think it's Carlos Newton. Yeah, Carlos Newton. Uh my my younger daughter is a is is a better kickboxer. My older daughter is a better grappler. Uh, they train in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. So they're, they're really training them as they get as, cause they're kids. They just put them in jiu-jitsu competitions. Yeah. But yeah, they train in everything they train in nice. that, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a boxing fan. I, I just have been. So I help them with their kickboxing. I help them with their, with their punching. I'm not a kicker. I'm a, I'm a regular punching, but I absolutely love, I'm a boxing. I'm a fight. I'm a fight fan. So I watch a lot of MMA because they like MMA. So we watch the fights. Uh, but predominantly I prefer to watch boxing over, over mixed martial arts, but I do watch it. Uh, my kids are into it. So it's cool. Yeah, no, I always like boxing better too. watching it. Mike Ann says I train in mixing drinks. <laughs> uh, you're pregnant. <laughs> <as no>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Nice. I don't blame you there. Mixing drinks. That's a good thing to train in. I like to I like to brag about my kids being mixed martial art fighters. You know what I mean? Nice. It's my older daughter, she's almost old enough to get in the cage and she's pretty jacked about it. Yeah. All she keeps saying to me, she's like, I can't wait to get in the cage and start training in the cage. And I'm like, All right, so she's about right. it. Oh yeah, both of them are. Dude, my younger one, my youngest who's ten, oh, she can punch. She yeah. like she can kick. I don't know how great her kicks are, but as a, a traditional boxer, the way she punches we she's right-handed and she's so good with her her hands we switched her to be a southpaw oh all right uh her trainer came up to me and said how would you feel if i started training her to be uh started training her to be a southpaw and i was like really he goes both her hands have equal punches and have equal uh equal control yeah because i i couldn't like i mean i could switch obviously you have to be able to switch but he brought her in he brought her in as a traditional southpaw and it's so different as a as a right-handed fighter who traditionally fights, you know, right-handed fighters, when you got to fight a southpaw, it's a completely different defense for you. Like it's, you're in a completely different world of how you have to fight a fight a southpaw. So we've trained her to be a, to be a southpaw. And yeah, uh, it, gives you an, it gives you an advantage, right? Like yeah. when a pitcher is, is throwing left-handed. Yep. So she was, uh, yeah. So yeah. So they both go, 
Uh, yeah, it's asking anyone here wrestle. So that was my other thing. So I boxed and I wrestled. Like I didn't box in high school. I boxed while I was going to high school. I wrestled in high school. And my my daughter, who just started high school this year, is hoping when COVID finishes that she's going to wrestle as well. I told her that because of the jiu-jitsu, the transformation for from jiu-jitsu to wrestling will be pretty pretty normal like it'll be an easy transition for her um and and i see some of the moves they make in jiu-jitsu especially brazilian jiu-jitsu that's so similar to wrestling like they yeah. do a lot of single leg and double legs and hip tosses and all that kind of thing so i, I think she's going to enjoy wrestling uh but yeah i love traditional wrestling uh boxing so like i love combat sports i just prefer watching traditional boxing in the ring but my kids are into everything they love the mma they love boxing they love anything with fighting um ross says joint george st pierre best canadian ufc uh fighter ever uh, gsp is like a national hero here in is canada he? oh yeah yeah gsp is a hero um we deny the vaseline <laughs> you know that he cheated uh he's a hero uh my kids hero like both my kids grew up loving ronda rousey my older grew up loving ronda, ronda rousey, rousey obviously yeah. yep. um she cried when holly holmes beat her she was young she was like nine or ten when holly holmes beat her yeah um she cried she was so upset about it but now we watch like nunez and some of them so they they have their favorite fighters uh my kids prefer um the male fighting because she says the women fighting is too rough <laughs> there's not Fair a lot of, there's not a lot of grappling right it's a lot of yeah. punching punching and in, in, in on the women's side of things where with the men there's a lot more a lot more of the grappling especially my older daughter who's more of a grappler right my right. daughter like pulls people into guard in competition like nice. when when i'd watch her be like why do you keep going on your back all the time like why do you always end up on your back she's like no i'm pulling them on my back because they wear geese right because it's jujitsu and yep. she'll grab them and she'll pull the person on top of their uh, the fight. So yeah. So when she was 12, she was training with the 14 year old boys because she was just destroying the the girls in her, at her age group and even older. So they had her training with the boys. Like she's, she's a little pit bull. Good for her. Yeah. Both of them. It's, it's really great. Cause both of them have picked up something of, of my combat. My wife was a Canadian athlete as well, right? Like she was on the Canadian uh, gymnastics team. So they come from a line of, of good athletes and I'm really happy that, you know, after they quit soccer, I was devastated, but then they got into combat. So I was like, oh, perfect. I love right. combat sports too, right? So it was, it really worked out great. It's a good transition. No Love Entertainment says, appreciate the stream, boys. Much love for interacting with you all on Twitter. Funnest thing ever. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, shout out No Love Entertainment. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, man. I'll be honest with y'all. I wish that, I wish that I could be as funny he on here as we are on Twitter because I think we make each other laugh on Twitter all the time, but we just can't seem to do it here. That's true, man. Twitter's where it's at. Come over, come over and follow us. Yeah, if you're all not right. already at DPN underscore Ray at Connor Commentary. Yes, sir. All right, I do want to hear Ray. I got to answer this though. Uh, at Dear Pats Nation, if you fought your kids at age they are now, uh, who would they win? So, like, if I was their age and we fought now, um, so if I was fifteen and had to fight my daughter or my older daughter, I would win because I was a much, I was a more well-rounded. I could wrestle and I could box. My daughter's standing game is not good. Uh, she she emulates Ronda Rousey too much. 
Uh, Ronda Rousey didn't have a standing game. Ronda Rousey was a grappler and, and a holder. So I, I could just, I could box my daughter and there's nothing she could do. My younger daughter would scare me because she can kick and she can box. And, um, I wasn't wrestling at 10. <laughs> so, but, uh, it would be, nice. it would be a good fight. It would be a good fight. Um, yeah, I'm 35. Fessel. I'll be 35 in August. What's he saying? He calling you old? No, he asked how old I was again. Oh, okay. Um, okay, one more, and then I do want to get back to the, the football here. Uh, Foshizi says, Amanda Nunez is the undeniable women's goat, but I really like uh, Valentino Shevinenko. Yeah, but Nunez is just a goat or a beast. Nunez, Amanda Nunez is like, she's like what Ronda Rousey should have been. Yeah. <laughs> McChicken says Connor was eating crayons at ten. Never mind wrestling. Hey, you don't you don't understand how good some of the crayons tasted. Should have got the orange one. Oh, Delicious. Man. <laughs> All right. So Justin Ramos, the new Mo Channel, wrote today: Breaking Patriots quarterback Cam Newton has informed the team that he will be retiring. Per source, not true. With with the addition of quarterback Mac Jones to the roster, Cam sees the writing on the wall and knows his days are uh, as a starting quarterback are over. There will be a press conference this Sunday. Uh, so <laughs> we were concerned about this because Mo Channel has yet to confirm this news. Yep. So Connor reached out to his sources at the Patriots Pro Shop. You welcome. And they responded to you. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. With quote, we wish we had a direct line to the future and to coach Belichick's brain, but unfortunately we do not. Cam is listed as the quarterback one right now. Related, we have some of the new players' numbers finalized and jerseys available soon. Good to know. So basically what they did is they told me that Cam Newton's going to be the starting quarterback week one, like they always tell me whenever I ask them. Yeah. So you have sold out, by the way. It's not my fault, man. I, sometimes I just make connections, and now I have inside sources, and I just I want to be honest with the people. You sold out. You even changed your Twitter. I, bio I, I'm a man of the people, man. I I have to tell the truth, you know. So this is now going to become a source war and yeah. a source race, just so you know. Because I'm now going to work my ass to off to get sources. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm claiming McChicken as my first source. Oh, McChicken will get buried by the pro shop. No offense, McChicken. You'll get buried by the pro shop? Of course, dude. I have people inside Patriots organization that work for the pro shop. They know what's going on. All right. Well, McChicken's dad. Oh, I forgot he works there, too. Works at Gillette Stadium. Oh, that's a pretty good source. You're right. Knows Tom Brady's father. It's true. So... McChicken, I got you back, Holmes. I told you, McChicken, I told you today on Twitter, don't encourage him when he thinks he's doing things right because he's he's already big timing. Now I have to get us now I have to go out there and get a second source on Twitter. God. Mike N, breaking news. Julio Jones spotted with a Gillette Razor per Mo channel. He will be signing with New England this upcoming leap year. All right, all right. That actually sounds pretty legit now that I've heard that. I didn't hear that until today. 
I'm going to have to ask a few sources on Twitter to see if that's true, but that sounds pretty legit if you ask me. A few sources, the pro shop? Yeah. McChicken, is it happening? I'll just find out right now. McChicken will tell me. McChicken, that's true. He'll have his dad call Tom Brady Sr. So apparently, apparently, (laughs) four years later, official sources confirmed. That's all it took. Now we have the official sources. McChicken, no, sir. <laughs> Lucas, the pro shop is one source. Multiple sources. How many? How many? Oh, it's a race. No, you I, can't just you can't just put any fucking number on it. You have to, it's one source. It's why well, right, it's one it's one source. I have one source. The the Patriots Pro Shop. I, I hate to say this, man, but I got to claim Doug Kide. Doug Kide, what? Doug Kide and I talk all the time. It's not friendly, but we talk all the time. You Doug know who else? Kide. You know who else I talked to all the time? Gary Tangay. Him and I talk all the time as oh, well. Gary Tangay isn't a source. Uh, well, well, but the pro shop is. If Gary Tangway is a source, then. McChicken says we're getting Aaron Rodgers. Oh, shit. All right. Take that home. Take that to the bank. Friend of the show, Doug Kide. I'm going to ask him if he wants to be the new co-host. Message him now. Let's see. Because Connor has just completely, this whole pro shop thing has just gone to Connor's head. I might even get a job at the pro shop. I mean, he's so upset that he lost the no sources t-shirt contest that he went out and found a source. I, it's not my fault that the Patriots pro shop wanted to start telling me inside information. I'm just trying to do what's right by the people. <sighs> okay, let me ask you one more thing and then we'll 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 call it a night. What rookie jersey do you guys want? I'm thinking Barmore. If you had to buy one, who would you take? Trey Nixon, hands down. He's a legend in my book. He was drafted by Ernie Adams. He's gonna be a star related to Trot Nixon. I'm taking Barmore because his his behavior is directly related to Aaron Hernandez, apparently. So oh, that's good. That's good. Aaron Hernandez's jersey is probably worth a lot of money now. Yeah, it's an Greg, investment. Fucking Greg Bedard. Anyways, I'm not going to go on. I'm Greg not going to go on about that again. Or Bedard. What did I call him? Did I call him Greg? Did I call him Greg uh, Bedard? Uh, I same him. thing. What did I call him? Greg. I don't know. Greg B. Greg Bedard. Whatever his name is. Same thing. Let me chicken ass. Connor, how about those Patriots? They're going to be legit, kid. We want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation loyalty club members over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier at one cost, five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in our Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat. You can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get the content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Sports. If you'd like to check it out, we have left the link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening or watching. 
And guys, there are many different ways that you can support Deer Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do that in style is by visiting the Deer Pats Nation merch shop over at teespring.com slash stores slash DPN. And when you're there, get your hands on the newest DPN apparel, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want. Get it all at our merch store at teesprings.com slash store slash DPN. For your convenience, we've left a link to our merch store in the description or wherever you're listening or watching this show. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.